You are about to listen to the teaching ministry of Pastor Dr. Peter Obichuku as he brings to light his understanding of God's love and his desire for an intimate relationship with him. It promises to be transformational. Stay tuned in. Bible study methods. Effective Bible study methods. Whatever you want to put, put them there. There are various ways, ways to study the Bible. I recommend from my teaching today, you try all of them. My recommendation before we start teaching, I recommend you do what? Try all of them. I may not finish all the methods. The ones I can teach you now, do what? Try all of them. Then also, I want to recommend that true and good Bible study may never be one. It may be a combination of one or two. Or all of them. For us who are preachers of the gospel, and you also the preacher of the gospel, we are recommended to try all of them. You will see that it is important to do what? To try all of them. Number one, method. Bible study by books. Bible study by books. First method. I study scriptures by books. Book of Genesis. So I get to know what's up about the book of Genesis. So I'll be referring to the one I gave you assignment before now, the book of Romans. Do you remember? So we use it as a case study this evening. So my study is, I want to do Bible study. But the method I want to employ is method of book to book study. I want to study Bible according to books. So when I'm done with this book, I enter into another book. How many books are in Old Testament? Thank you. How many books are in New Testament? All together, how many books do we have? Oh, whatever you are saying is right. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Is somebody excited? So, when we talk, look at book, book of Romans. So, studying Bible by books, what do we do first? You discover that the first thing you look at is what we call the background information. If you don't get the background information, you will be floating in that study. Remember that method and approach is not the same. When we come to approaches, we will screw this in tighter. We are just going to get a kind of mode now. When we come to approaches, we begin to talk about context for now. We are just looking at it holistically. I want to start the book. So if I don't have background information, I will be floating. Because you should know who is writing. Is somebody here? You should know who is writing this book. You should know who is he writing to. You should also know the state of the people he's writing to. And what is the purpose of the message. So number one, we now discover that in the book of Romans, who was writing? Who was the author? Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. This will take us to another method, but for now, let me not complicate the issues. Let's just face the book to book. So let's not go further. Who was writing? Apostle Paul. So we know that Apostle Paul was one writing. Quickly show us Romans 1 verse 1. Romans verse 1 verse 1. Quickly, King James Version. What, what do we see here? 1, 2, 3, go. Everybody, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God. Verse 2. Let's just run 
quickly. So you have seen who was writing, which he had promised before. He okay, verse three. Keep on going. You see, we are moving concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So the background has started. Who was writing? Paul was writing. So if you have studied the book of Romans, you will bet me that you discover the author. The author is important. The author is, somebody said the author is important. Somebody said the author is important. Because every author comes with a particular revelation. You should know what the author has come to do. Go back to verse 3. Okay, you are there. Concerning his son. So, Paul will not write about angels here. Glory be to God. Paul will write about Jesus Christ. Paul will not write about mountains. Paul will not write about whatever you have seen in the book of Genesis. Paul will not tell you stories about snake and fruit. He's going to tell you about Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why he had the audacity. Paul is not Moses. They are all authors. But they are not called to do the same thing. <laughs> is somebody with me here now? Is it making sense to you now? Now, when you open the scripture and the book you want to study, the author is important. If you go back to the book of Luke to read, who wrote the book of Luke? Who wrote it? Is somebody here with me? Who wrote it? Luke. Who was, the, who was Luke? A medical doctor. Eh? Eh? I'm, I want to hear from you. Eh? <laughs> Disciple. Okay. All right. So, but he wrote under what, what we call it the gospel. Paul is written, writing under epistle. Background is not the same. Hallelujah. No way. Somebody is turning the University of Manchester and you are studying the University of Nigeria and Soka. You have the same background. Hallelujah. It is stupidity to compare. <laughs> are you comparing your uniform? A pharmacy uniform. <laughs> Just accept your condition. It's well. Hallelujah. Is it not well? It's well. So, when you pick a Bible study, this thing comes to your mind. I'm beginning to, because I want you after now to start enjoying Bible. So, if you look at Luke now, Luke could be writing stories. Stories. Because they are the eyewitness account of what Jesus was doing. But to them, they had a little revelation of whom Jesus was. They can tell you the story. He was born by Virgin Mary. He was born by this. I tell you, the story is fine. But when you come to Paul, you see this man has a different agenda. This will show you. He said, concerning his son. Let's go to the verse. Let's verse 4. We run because of time. And declared to be son with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Hmm. How many of you noticed that this young man is already raising dust. Just four verses. How many of you notice it? He's already raising dust. These, these are things that the writer of Matthew, Mark, and Luke could not, they can't write. They'll just say that Jesus resurrected. They don't know that he's the resurrection himself. 
revelation is progressive. We all know in parts. So when you open book to study, you know who is that. Can I tell you another thing? Will you follow me? When you see a book written by Apostle Peter and a book written by Apostle John, Peter, uh, Apostle Paul, they are not the same. Why? Background. Alright. So the next thing we consider from here, the author. Oh, the author alone is taking my time. Apart from the author, the next thing is what? The city. Who is? He was writing to the city of Romans. This is another wahala. Please, who do we suppose to find in Romans? Who are the Romans? Huh? Can I get something? Who are the Romans? The people of Rome. What do you know about Roman Empire? This is where history is sweet. What do you know about human, Roman Empire? Because it will make better sense for you. Hallelujah. This is the place where gospel was purely rejected. This is where the place where they bomb people alive. This... What do I even teach you? Everything. Ah, yeah, yeah. If you talk about resistance of the gospel, remember Roman Empire. If you remember, what is their God again? Who remembers the name of the God has been worshipped in Roman? Wow. Wow. This youth make you to connect, to know what Apostle Paul is about to do. This is where you see the Jews. People that know. People that have read the Old Testament like It's about following me. What again do you know about these people? They were a bunch of people that actually rejected the gospel. That made the gospel to come to us. I think this will help you to understand what Paul is going to deal with now. Wow, can we clap for Jesus? Now, you have known Paul, Abby. Who you see? A radical preacher of grace. You know the show face. You know look face. Who is, going, who is he talking to now? Who you want to hear to now? You want to talk to people who felt that them be Jesus. Nothing move. Hallelujah. These are the religious. What? Religious what? Yeah. Oh, yeah God, uh, not them. And remember the next thing about here is that Paul is going to talk to them by grace because he's not called to them. So he will talk to them in person. You see, if you get this foundation, studying the book of Romans, your eyes will now open. Every comment he makes, you now say, okay, I understand where it's coming from. Romans 10, 12, 11 verse 1. Let's take 11 verse 1. Let's everybody want to three go. I said then, had God cast away his people, God forbid. For I also, I am of the seed of the tribe of nah, these people, 
You know, Paul, to ask this question, they were not penetrated. The, the gospel was not entering anywhere because next verse, Paul was asking a question. God has not cast away his people, which for he, he foreknew. What year not what scripture said of Elias, how he make intercession to God against Israel, saying, what happened? Lord, they have killed thy prophets. Okay, take, you, take us to verse 9 and 10. Chapter 10, chapter 9, let's see verse 1. Chapter 10, let's read verse 1. You understand these people. Chapter 9, verse 1. I say what? In Christ, I my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Why? Look at verse 2. That I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For who? For I could wish that myself were from Christ for my brethren. Who are the men? Verse 4. Who are these people? Who are Israelites? To whom the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promise. These are the ones that are supposed to be the custodian of what Jesus came to do. Paul said, if it is possible, I will do almost his deed. I could give my life to save these people. But chapter 10, verse 1. We can't go through it because I have to read it. If you have read it, it will be easier for us to interact. Hallelujah. Chapter 10, verse 1. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might so even at this <laughs> even at this point, these people will say help but they don't know. If you go to, if you, for people that have gone to Holy Land, you see what is happening today. They're going to tell you the story. See where he was buried. To them, Jesus never died for them. So what brought us to this place? Let me slow down again. What brought us here? What brought us there? Choir. Whom he was writing to. What brought us here? The city was writing to. Why do we want to know the city is writing to? These people from this side. It will help us to know why he talked to them the way he talked to them. Does it make sense to us? Can we celebrate Jesus? So he said, brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel that they might be saved. Verse 2. Let's see more about them. They might be saved. This is Israel. For I bear them record that they have. But. Hallelujah. I bear them record. And this is what is happening now. People want to serve God according to their inclination. And it's happening to the body of Christ. So what we call God is not whom God is. God is telling you this is how I want you to worship me. And people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. He tells you that no costless cost can rest upon you. He tells you in book of Galatians 3 that cause is see that is hung on the tree. And now on one prophet will come to me and tell me my father's house that our great grandfather killed people. And because they killed people that we are going to buy three cows. And because in my family the reality is that people are suffering and dying. And I now believe more in the reality of what devil is doing than to believe in the reality that he entered into the court 
temple to offer a sacrifice once and for all. And he offered his own blood. That's no blood of animal, goat, cow, elephant. That will be equated to the blood of Jesus. And I will tell the prophet, prophet, sir, you are wrong. He said, I've done it to so many families and they are liberated. I said, well, liberation is not my order. How is more important than the liberation? Do you know that? You don't know? Who knows that the how is more important? Oh, look at young people. You don't know? Look at people that have entered into G+, G++. They have arrived. The big cars are there. I have prayed for some. I'm telling you. And they're not telling me, Pastor, I've gotten there. There's nothing there. The money is in the boat. But there's no life. Someone will tell you, sir, it's a way to revert this. I want to enjoy my life. I'm plenty young people here. When people dazzle money before you in hard currencies and what money can do, you are already thinking whatever it will take to shop shit I go shop. Be coming down. Be coming down. You know, most of you do not understand what you have. There's no market that sells peace of mind. Never. I've not found a market. There's no market. When you sleep and wake up in the morning, you are owing nobody. You can boldly say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Even if you don't have much money in your pocket, you have the joy that things are fine with you. I've met people that have made money, but they have lost life. And the Bible says, what shall it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You know, some of these fundamental Bible study, people don't talk about them again in the churches. But it is true. What shall it profit you? You are not reading scriptures. If you read them, it will change your, it will change your life forever. You know, you don't meditate on God's word. I was telling one of my daughters, I said, listen to me. Why people do evil and fall into evil is because of what? Meditation. So whatever that appeals to me, if I give it attention, it will rule you. But when things appeal to you, you decide to kill the attention. You are the Lord here, not the thing. Can we celebrate Jesus? And so we say, how do you do it, sir? In this world now, we can't even say. The problem is, where is your meditation? See, see, human mind is up for training. Don't you ever say never. Train your mind. Now, as a pastor, there's no amount of money that moves me. Church doesn't have money. We don't have much money in the house. I will thank God and will continue. I cannot come and swap the gospel and start preaching money so that you raise millions for me to become rich. You know why? Value system gotten from God's word. I now know that I can never gain the whole world in the rightful proportion as they have Jesus. Jesus first. Money will come later. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing shall be an addition to you. Young people, this is fundamental. It has not changed. So anybody pulling you anywhere to come and do anything and get it quicker. You know, one thing about them is that they will never tell you everything involved. Do you know? They will just give you a little as you are coming. 
you go to see them. Because they are in a mess. They will be happy. There will be more people that will be in the mess. Hope you are still learning. What have you learned now? Number one, the author. Number two, who is he writing to? Number three, now, the purpose of the message. You have seen it already. So, we're not going to waste time. That's how to study Bible by books. So, enjoy it. It is beautiful. Pick Bible by book. Look at the author. Look at whom he's writing to. Look at the people. Look at the city. What is nature? What is the characteristics of the city? It will help you. Number two, Bible study by chapters. Bible study by chapters. Bible study and God's word will give you a value system. It will give you a value system. When I was doing convocation for my PhD, my wife and I were discussing because we will talk a lot. If you don't like it, you better like it. We talk a lot. We talk about everything, but we don't gossip. And we went around inviting people that, that started with me when I was nobody. I came here for diploma. And I have a track record of all the family. And all of them were willing to come. My wife and I said something. What happened? Integrity. Please, young people, I thank God, beg us. No matter how devil is doing this stuff, maintain integrity. Integrity is better than fame. Fame is like a mushroom. It doesn't survive the heat of the day. Integrity is written on the stone. That rain will fall on it. It will be better and stronger. Have your life on integrity. You see, all this little thing we are doing now, moving out here, you hit up. You have got rented apartment. Your parents give you a little money. You just bought a better phone, bought one stupid fan, you put there, and now it's a show center for girls to swallow them. Integrity. Jesus will say, Love you, but you will die in your wretchedness. Integrity. Several years after, you will bump into Choma in UK. She will remember how you messed her up because you bought a new fan. God's word gives you this kalabagala. You know what to do better. And I was not. My wife said to me, wow, this is beautiful. I remember one of them I walked to that PA as dean of deans. And money was flowing to transfer to do this. There was temptation everywhere. Give us quotation for computers. Quotation for this. Anybody can say it's my time to hammer. You just take up the prizes. And after 10 years, the person will remember this pastor. Forget that. We know him. But why would every one of them still come around and be testifying? We know him. He's a genuine child of God. Young people, why am I spending this time? Get your value system from the word of God. Study Bible by chapters is another one. There are about 1,189 chapters in the Old and New Testament. 1,189. If you divide 1,189 by 366 days, 
It will give you a number of chapters you can study every day and you finish Bible in one year. If you divide it by 36 times 2 is what? Several and what? Uh, it will give you how many chapters you can study in two years. How many chapters you need to study to finish Bible in two years. Now, quickly, if you remember the book of Romans, if you read it well, look at, we have chapter by chapter summary. In chapter 1, we see the guilty of the Gentiles world. In chapter 2, we saw, stop writing because you're supposed to be the one telling me. Don't write this one. Look at me. You write everything. When you're supposed to be telling me. No, chapter 2. I'm just giving you chapter summary. So that when you study chapter by chapter, you should know some of the Bible, especially NIV, script Bible, and what again? Normally give you uh -huh, you know, a kind of what the chapter is talking about. Good news also give you what the chapter is talking about. And so you see an intro. If chapter, you see what it's talking about. If there are two different themes in the chapter, you see, see it. Okay? Written. Okay, so chapter 3, we saw the gift of all and God's provision to save. Chapter 4, the Old Testament proved the proposition of Romans. You can see this in Romans 1, 16 to 17. Okay, we see comparison of Adam to Christ in chapter 5. We saw also in chapter 6, the Christian life, dead to sin, alive in God, and so on and so forth, and so on and so forth. For people following online, let me finish it. Chapter 7, you have a contrast, a contrast of freedom of Christian in the bondage of law. Okay, to the bondage of law, sorry. Chapter 8, we saw a contrast of walking by the flesh to walking by the spirit. Chapter 9, has God rejected Israel was the caption. Chapter 10, Israel's rejection is due to unbelief. Their acceptance will also be by faith. Then chapter 11 through chapter 15 is practical application of the proposition we found in the Old Testament. Chapter 16 is closure and solutions or salutations, sorry, and salutations. That's how Bible is. So when you study chapter by chapter, you enjoy this bit by bit. So we'll move from book to book to chapter by chapter. And I say, please, try every one of them out and see the one that fits you. Next one is Bible study by topics. Wow. We are coming home. Bible study by topics. Wow. Some of you that came to me for mentorship, you see, that's what I did for you. I said, I'm going to give you time. Peter, where is, where is Peter? You remember? We did. Which one did we do again? Where is Peter? Uh, which one do we do again? We started with grace, Abby. Then we went to righteousness, see that. So we began to do it that way. That's people that come from mentorship. So I tell them to, let's get it. So when we talk about topics, we go and study what Bible says about grace. It opens your eyes to move around scriptures from old covenant to new covenant to say, oh, grace is this. So you know what happens? Anywhere grace is mentioned, you smile. Smile, I. I understand. Hallelujah. Anywhere righteousness is mentioned, you feel like, wow, that's it. Anywhere you hear flesh, you say, I understand what God is saying here. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me here? So please, you can, that one is very enjoyable. You can see prayers. What does the Bible say about prayer? Both Old and New Covenant. What the Bible says about prayer? You move to discover that prayer was this in Old Covenant, seeking the face of God, but in the epistles, prayer became fellowship. You see the trajectory. You see how it moved from ritual to fellowship. Glory be to God. You enjoy it. You say, oh, 
See what they were doing before now. See what they do now. Because some of you want to pray like Moses did. No! You won't pray like Moses did. Moses prayed. In what? Say it now. Amen. You don't want to say it. Hallelujah. He said Moses was 40 days and 40 nights in battle. Hearing God. And being like God. And they tell him, find a mountain. To stay 40 days and 40 nights. Be like Moses. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Moses had never known the fellowship of prayer. But you do. Because there's no fellowship without the fellowship driver. The driver is Holy Spirit. Moses was under punishment. Because the people of Israel pushed him. Go get something from God. The guy was there waiting. Moses wasn't a friend of God. Moses was a servant. Now you are a friend. Hallelujah. So Moses will be there. Moses and God were not talking. Moses sat down. God wrote and gave him. Hallelujah. When you sit down with God, you talk. He asks you, how are you? He said, daddy, I'm fine. Abba. I, I love your beer, beer. Can I touch it? He said, you won't touch it. You have it. As you touch your own, you are touching mine. For nothing can separate you from me. Have you not seen that you have me in you and I in you too? He said, there's nothing that can separate us. He took Apostle Paul several years after to say, what can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? You dare not say it in order they will slap you. In Old Testament, sin will separate you. If I'm abandoned, Paul said, for I, I'm convinced to tell you as nothing, even angels that you want to worship cannot separate you from the love of God which is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In the old covenant, they were separated. Moses went to see God. God was talking to them in Exodus 19. And the mountain was shaking. And they said, God, leave us alone. Take Moses. Deal to him as you want. Moses, go there and get the commandment from us. For this God will fear him. That transformer that was killing everybody that came close to the mountain lives in you now. How can you quantify this? Hope I'm not messing any person's mind up here. Are you learning? You are learning. For anyone that touched the mountain that day died. God said to Moses, they are not too close to the mountain. Nobody should come close to the mountain. But Jesus died and resurrected and is risen in our hearts. So you study Bible study by what? Topics. So topic will help you to understand so many things. Hallelujah. There are so many unlimited, you know, Bible topics. You should know them. Many of them, uh, get, um, you can go study testimony. Study giving. Uh-huh. Giving. Study it. Study giving. Study it. Study it. Because this is one very thing that will help you in this life. If you have not gone... You know, be delivered from God of mammon. You are not going anywhere. To study, give. Because some of you, you can die with money. Touch me, the Bakwako. 
and any ministry that now tell you fully, come and support to God. Some of you, there are people I'm telling you, it's about revelation. There are people that can never come to their pastor's office without something. Anytime they're coming without anything, they feel bad. I'm the one encouraging them. You know, that's Pastor P for you. I'm the one telling people I mentor. He mustn't always come because if you're coming to your pastor's office for mentorship like three times in a week, and every time you're going to come with something, it may be taxing for you. Don't. I'm the one advising people I mentor. You can come. Don't worry. But a good mentor could not say, okay, at the end of the month, I should come with something to say, sir, thank you for the end of the month. You see, these are things, principles. But God willing, we teach them. Study giving. Study it. He has studied what one they are putting on online there. He said, pastor, all pastors are thief. If you're not taking care of your parents, they're care of your pastor. I just said, right, that's all right, that's fine. It's just me, I'm, I'm beginning to have sense. Sense will kill you. Because you get the kind of sense you get, that sense will murder you. Study, hallelujah. Then Bible study by verses. Wow, this one is a serious one. By verses. What does verse say? So, we call it concordance. You refer, you refer. You see it here, you go somewhere else. Show us quickly Jeremiah 33, that one verse 33. Quickly, quickly, media, please help us. You see it in this verse. You go somewhere else, you see it, it's a confirmation. So, a particular thing, you go to several places to see it. Can we read together, everybody? By this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days that say the Lord, I will put my law in their inward path and write it in their heart and it will be their God and they shall be my people. So, when you read this, we have what we call law of first mention. Hey, let's not go too deep for now. Let's come back. So, you read it here. So, what comes to your mind is, is there any other place it was said in the Bible? So, this is what Bible concordance can help you do. You see, each of those Bible that you see reference, it takes you. So, quickly, take us to Hebrews 8, verse uh, 9. Verse 9. We would have read 8 and 9, but because of time, let's see if we can just take 8, verse 9, quickly. Remember what we saw here. Now, what do we see here again? 1, 2, 3, everyone read it. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand. Okay? I said them because they continue not in my covenant. I regard them not says that. Can I take verse 10 now, you see? How we move. So, you see, verse to verse. This verse refers you to somewhere. So, wow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, verse 9 and verse 10. Which one is, which one is closer to Jeremiah 31, verse 33. Hey. Is he making sense to you now? What does verse 10 say? For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their heart. I will be. You see, something has changed. Then they were there on their own. Now I will be their God. Can we clap for Jesus? So it is how to study the Bible that we are looking at. This one is now verse by verses. By verses. I would have done so much about this, but I think I may not have all the time to look at it. I wanted to give you another example so that you see this, what this verse is saying is what this verse is saying. Okay, let's move on. Okay? So, under verse by verse, there are things you see. You study a verse through the personality re revealed. So, you can look at the personality revealed in the verse. You can look at the verb revealed in the verse. 
You can look at the great ideas revealed in that particular verse. You see, there's an idea here. That idea is that there's a change in approach. Before now, they struggled to know God. Now, God wants to change so that he will be God to them. So, you study it and say, okay, the number whatever you have, Bible study by words. Oku, one, 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 one. You study Bible by words. Number one, want to study Bible books. So, you study Bible by words. You have word study by Bible books. You have what we call general words study. I'm going to combine them. For example, somebody can talk about salvation. Salvation. Now, Bible by words is very important. I'm just bringing it down to where it is very, very sensitive. Hallelujah. One word can mean different things, but they are the same Bible. Amen. One can mean, but they are the same. So, you don't pick one word from anywhere and carry it and be going around. Hallelujah. Have you not read from Bible? Kiss each other with the holy kiss. You just lift it and go home to your neighbor. Say, hey, I just saw it in the scripture. Amen. Word by word. You see that each word has different things. I give you an example. When you talk about, you see, salvation. You look for the Greek word for salvation. It will help you to know whether salvation is the same thing everywhere. I give you another one, flesh. That word flesh means have different contextual and, you know, foundational meanings depending on the story, depending on how it could. Salvation is the Greek word for what? Soteria. Soteria is what? Being saved. About 45 times it appeared in New Covenant. Okay? About, I don't know. I think about four. Is it 45 or 3? Who help us? I don't know. Who do we ask? Hallelujah. We study. You are not helping me at all. Because you need to be excited about scripture so that we are reading this, you'll be helping me. Hallelujah. And not to not only that kind of. Are we together? Finally, because of time. Am I too fast? You learn something, Abina. So you see a different something that happens. There's another word I have seen that has been a very controversial work. Work. Amen. Work. W-O-R-K has been another controversial word in the Bible. Walk out your salvation with <laughs> For by work shall no man prevail. Hallelujah. The old covenant was primarily written in what? In Hebrews. The new covenant is written what? In Greeks. So it will help you. So you look for the Greek. So word by word. Um, if you have a good Bible, they have a way of giving you the, what they call it again? What, who knows the name they normally call it when they want to interpret a word from normal English to Greek? Hallelujah. Hmm? Somebody, if you know, raise your hand now. Save your neighbors. I will not teach you everything. Hallelujah. Finally for today, Bible study through biography. Hmm. It's another sweet one. This is the one they do for children department. Father Abraham. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so 
is he a guru of studying Bible anyway? Amen. The only challenge they have in children's class is that they don't have in-depth knowledge. Amen. They don't have. Amen. Because you can never know more than your teacher. <laughs> Did it happen to anybody here in secondary school? You don't have good mathematical foundation now because physics is messed up because and the one thing that we always remember the name of the teacher. I'm not saying you should mention the name, please. One of the good things any parent can do to the children is to take them to good school. What happens in good school? To meet good teachers. Amen. That can teach things right. And one of the things God can do for you if you become a believer is to send you to a good pastor. That can teach you God's word. But most of you will not like it. What you like, as you're coming here, I'm calling names. You know your phone number, don't you? Why are you excited that I called it in the church? Telling you that Jesus is inside of you is better than telling you your phone number. You can lose that same card, but you cannot lose Jesus. For you are eternally saved, but your same card is not eternally saved. Why do you Hallelujah. That. They come. Is it 080-372-00392? Oh, God! I'm going to give you one message. (laughs) So I'm giving one message. I'll just pick one person now. And the entire of the day, I'm just talking about him. You you used to stay in Malaysia before. Yes, Papa. Yes, Papa. Yes, Papa. You are the third born of your father. Hey, Papa. There's nothing bigger than Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. We take the chorus together. Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. It's better than calling your name. Your name cannot save anybody. Neither could your phone number. So you can study about Noah, Abraham, Joseph, Deborah, and so on and so forth. And you look at bio- biography of these people, how God used them, what they did in their dispensation. What about yourself? And this will be a blessing to you. So these are methods of Bible study. You can use all of them, you can use some of them. Please study your Bible. It's good to find your phone number, it's good to call those things. But it is good to know that Jesus loves you. 
can we pray? Father, in the Christ of your feet, Father, I pray for everybody here. In this age where things are not done well, I pray they will come to understand the integrity and the efficacy of God's word. The excitement to open scripture and study has come and will do marvelously well through it. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.